When I say your shit is really whack, they know what's gonna happen to the ass if Remy on the track. And no, I ain't trying to be catty. They know they really lack. I gotta tell you, this DJ Premier EP on Mass Appeal is a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. good tunes on here. Of course, it's DJ Premier. I know. Listen, this is the Nas hey, one. Nas. You know what I want to do? Let's take it back to a classic breakbeat joint and get busy on that. Shout to Breakbeat Lenny. I and love break this breakbeat. Break Come on. One, two, one, two. First off, I want to thank the pioneer for making this possible. Fake humble, the snake dummy shit is intolerable. Living by principle, staying out of a women in swimming suits by the pool. I'm a slob with a few. This song makes me even sadder that I was scared to say hello to him at um, Mother Wolf. Bro, he was he was just about to come out with some fire. He's just talking shit. Hey, what breakbeat is that? Um, I don't remember the name of the breakbeat, but I know Kid and Play used it for last night. Changed it all, and I used to love that. It's one of the ultimate breakbeats. It's one of the oh, it's one of the ultimate breakbeats. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on it's, there. The the, the first part. Here it is. Is it the, no? Oh, because. That's interesting. It doesn't list it as a breakbeat. It lists this sample. Love that shit. Dexter Wanzel theme yeah. from the planets. That's yeah. Oh, come on. I saw Primo the other day, and hopefully we're going to get him up on one app in the next week or so. We were talking about about samples, and I was like, "Yo, do you realize that they should really rename who sampled?" Fuck you, DJ Premier. <laughs> <laughs> who sampled is the most anti everything DJ Premier stands for thing of all time. Why? Do You're I talking about the website? Yes, who sampled the website. Why, Why is it anti Primo? Let me find where the uh, where it is. Hold on, here it is. To whom it may concern, this goes out to anybody who's doing the bullshit straight up. Yo, everybody's calling me, my lawyer, everybody's on this. Yo, did you scratch such and such name or this down the third on a record for a hook? Y'all keep calling me on that shit, man. And y'all supposed to be hip hoppers and all that and letting the industry control the rules of the hip hop world that we made. Y'all need to knock that shit off. That's some greedy ass fake bullshit. Knock that shit off for real. You know what I'm saying? 
And when that shit come and slap you in the face, you know what I'm saying, that greed, I'm going to be right there laughing at y'all. And one other thing, what's the deal with you break record cats is putting out all the original records that we sample from and snitching by putting us on the back of it saying that we use stuff. You know how that go. Stop doing that, y'all are violating straight up and down. Word up, man. I'm sick of this shit. Y'all motherfuckers really don't know what this hip-hop's all about. So while y'all keep on faking the funk, we're going to keep on walking through the darkness carrying our torches. Underground will live forever, baby. We just like roaches. Never dying. Always living. That's why Who Sampled is basically fuck you, DJ Premier. (laughs) Because he's like... I actually have one of those breakbeat records that just says, like, Primo in all (laughs) Primo samples. And then on the back, it'll say album, song, artist, like... (laughs) Primo said uh, the other day when I talked to him, he said that he clears any sample. Like if he gets sampled or or Guru, if they have a record that gets sampled in the hip hop record, his lawyers know it's just clear it. It's just an automatic clear it. We don't care. Yeah. That's what he believes. So shout out to Premier. Um, Cypher, how was your uh, how was your weekend? Um, so right. Good. The good parts. Um, shout out to my boy Ian Lara. He shot his HBO special last Ooh. night, HBO half hour special, which is amazing. What I, um, I got to tell you something about Ian. I haven't seen his full special. Enjoyed him on our show. Handsome yeah. guy. Very handsome guy. Oh, yeah, he gets he gets he gets it in. Babe, do you remember the comedian when we went to remember the night we went to the comedy club and they were mean to Rocky? Do you remember that there was that comedian there who he went, he did a little set that night, right? Yeah, he went up uh, yes, with you guys yes, for like yes. 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he came down and I talked to him and introduced you real quick. Do you remember that? Was he a handsome gentleman, you thought, or no? Oh, yeah. Mar- confirmed by the fiancé. I don't know if you know this. I'm engaged, Steph. Um yeah, I heard. Confirmed. Ian Lehrer's uh, handsome. Continue. How can you ask your girl if someone else is handsome? <laughs> I don't understand that. I like to get a gauge of what they think is handsome out here. Yeah, so he shot I For one reason or another, I couldn't go. I was very upset, but whatever. Congratulations to him. So I was over at the Comedy Cellar. I actually got to the comedy cellar two hours too early. I thought my set was at 10. It was actually at midnight. I look over across the street over at the Blue Note, and I see my friend Talib Kweli's over there. He loves that guy. I think he has a bed at the Blue Note. Yeah, and there's some goons yelling out the window, yo, Syph, what's up? I said, I'm going to go over there and say hello to my friends. I go over there. uh, It's a bevy of ex-Lyricist Lounge, late Uh 90s Lyricist Lounge all-star game. Was Danny Castro there? I did not see Danny Castro. I saw Words, Wordsworth. Wordsworth, okay. I saw AL. Was Al Tariq there? Uh, no, I didn't see Al Tariq. I don't even think I would recognize Al Tariq. Um, and Quali was like, yo, you want to set off the shows? I was like, great, yeah. So I did uh, 10, 15 minutes at the Blue Note before I brought up Talib Quali. You know who's in Talib Quali's band? You know that white guy? I think his name is Brady that has the bass. Brady that, Watt? Love yeah, Brady, Brady Watt. Watt. He's in the band. Brady with the bass. Brady with the bass. Yeah, he's Brady's, awesome. He's nasty. Awesome. And, a, and a sweet guy. And then also Chris Robb, amazing keyboard player who's Craig Robinson's brother. Yeah, Chris Robb was the main piece of the band whenever we did Noisemakers. Really? Yes, Chris Robb was the core. Are you serious? Yes. I didn't even realize that was him. He's fucking dope. Super dope. So that was a dope hip-hop. Oh, and then I saw Talib Kweli perform down for the count, which I've never seen him perform, which is the record he shouts me out in. Wow. So like, Cats was like his second, type of sounds. I was a little emotional last night. I'm it was sad, an incredible though. show. Yeah, Billy June was there as a weirdo texting me. Like, I wish I would have texted you because I 
was kicking myself in the ass after that. Well, but you did text me. I should have texted you before, before did I bought a ticket. <laughs> oh, yes. You could have just walked in with me. Yes. Oh, they're very nice over there at the Blue Note. It's like they're basically the it was an incredible show. neighbors. So it's like they know us. We know them. We could park in front of their club. They could park in front of our. You know what I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a it's really like, good. It's a famous venue, but I can kind of just walk in because I work across the street. You know what I mean? By the way, I just want to say you mentioned while we're on the subject, and I know we're probably going to get to a sad subject. Yeah. You mentioned Chris Robb. So speaking of the Blue Note and New York jazz musicians, I found out recently that a woman who I used to work with, Megan Stabile, she died at 39. Who's Megan? Um, When we did the bands for Noisemakers, she was the person who put it together. Wow. Like She's credited here in her obituary as being a promoter. But she was a little bit it's Megan's to be like a promoter, presenter and producer whose impassioned advocacy helped spark a resurgence of mainstream interest in jazz, wow. particularly among young artists and audiences of color died on Sunday, June 12th. But yeah, like Thundercat posted about her. She did a lot with Robert Glasper. She was always working with Chris Rock. She just like she was just a cultural bring people together help people make money let's find like she was just a big part of the new york jazz world and she did our stuff at noisemakers i hadn't yo have you ever had this happen site when you haven't thought about someone who you knew pretty well for a while in years and then the first thing you hear is that they died and you're like super fucked up because you're like i hadn't even thought about our friendship in so long yeah and I hadn't talked to her probably well, since I don't even know how to like, I don't even know how to keep up with friends. What I've been doing lately is just every time I see something on Instagram that gives a chuckle or an interest or something, I just send a comment and a DM and be like, hey, positive energy, wishing you well, hope you're good. You're a positive if, energy guy. And if it ta- if it sparks into more of a conversation, great. You know how many thousands of numbers I have in this fucking phone? I don't know who to hit up. And then, like, Dominican Drew. Demilo. He's my fucking neighbor. He lives 10 minutes away. Literally 10? Never see each other. Drew's staring out his window waiting for his wife's Amazon packages. (laughs) Okay. But listen, it's like you're still close because he's still wearing clothes you gave him in 2014. (laughs) Um, So my uncle died. Oh. When was that? My uncle died, uh, I think, the day before yesterday. Your mom's brother? My mom's brother. He's way older than my mom. Probably 20 years older than my mom. Okay. She was like mistake baby when my grandmother was like 40. Well, and your, and your I mean, mom even right now is only 26. No, I was 27. 27. <laughs> 27 years old. Can I have a moment? You can have as many moments as On you some need. some hip hop shit. Okay. Uh, listen, I'm sad, but also very old. Lived a great life. I saw him recently. So, you know what I mean? I, I My kids didn't get to see him, but. Okay. Very happy. And I've been <laughs> fucked up. I've been waiting for him to die to tell the story. And I can't tell you the whole thing. Oh, even though he's gone, you still can't tell the whole thing? Bro, you'll see why. Okay. My grandmother's Irish, right? We know. I have an Irish grandmother. I'm a quarter Irish, three quarters Puerto Rican. My uncle, my whole life, his name is Ding Dong. Uncle Ding Dong. Uncle it, Carl. It's Uncle Ding Dong? Uncle Carl Rivera. But his No, name is I remember Uncle Ding Dong. Uncle Ding Dong. Uncle Ding. So I find out recently within the last five years or so, some crazy shit. Now, my grandmother apparently was a little loose with the cooch. I mean, I think what you're trying to say nicely 
is that your grandma was a slut. Yeah. There's always drama. There's so much drama on my mom's side of the family. I'm not close to any of them, really. They all don't really know who their dads are. They don't know if they have the same dad. My uncle Carl was sent to live with my his grandmother when he was young. He was necessarily raised by his grandmother because my my grandmother was only like 19 when she had him. Some shit. I don't know the whole. Every time I get to family events and it's very rare, it's usually funerals. You hear little tidbits. Okay. My uncle Georgie, who passed away, he was a draft dodger, so he moved to the mountains of California. Uh, my uncle wow. Jimmy is a he's the one I was closest to, but there's like drama with his wife and family and mm-hmm. fucking wacky. Okay. How so many recently, there? How many siblings? There's five, including my mom. Okay. And uh, three of them are now dead. And 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 the, and they're the all those kids are half Puerto Rican, half Irish. No. We don't know. Okay. Your mom is. My mom is. My mom uh, did a, a, a test, you know, the uh, 23andMe shit, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. She's definitely Puerto Rican. Okay. The reason why she even decided to take the test is because the last time the family was together for somebody's funeral, they were like, no, we remember there was a Sicilian guy around. So maybe that's why your skin is darker. Maybe you're the Sicilian. They don't. So she she's not. There's no Sicilian. They all have the same last name because they assume my grandmother just decided to keep one of the names and they all have the name Rivera, but they don't know who's who. Pause in this story, which I'm riveted by so far. Is there any way to squeeze in more generic Latino names to your (laughs) family tree? This is not even the Latino side, which is I know, and you already have Rivera and Diaz on smash. Yeah, a smash. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. So apparently, here we go. My uncle Ding Dong's father. <laughs> father we, Ding Dong. We know who it is. Okay. We know is who a famous, listen to me. A famous uh Coxman. No. Like composer a, in the in the in the family in the family. Oh, he was a he was a, he's in a Costa Nostra. Oh, he's a guy. He was a guy. So okay. here's why this is relevant. My uncle, Ding Dong, Uncle Ding Dong, worked in a place that I guess you would call an Italian social club. Okay. My uncle has a a distinct New York Italian vibe. And accent and voice. Wow. Okay. I was young once. I was with my grandmother up in Westchester. <laughs> we, we know you were young once. I was young, when, I, when I was young, right? Okay, I was up yeah. in Westchester. I law. I got lost from my grandmother. All right. I had someone brought me to the police. The police were like, you know, where do you live? What's your family? I said, I'm not from here. My grandmother took me to the mall or whatever, and I got lost. I said, I. I kind of know the episode of different strokes when Dudley got molested. <laughs> no, it's not, I didn't get molested. All right. I kind of know where my uncle Ding Dong works because <laughs> it was like a straight shot. Like it was like a mile up the road, but it was a straight shot on a major road. So that's how I could figure out. I'm little. I'm like seven. So the cops put me in a cop car, drive me down this road, main road in Westchester. And I remember his apartment and he worked across the street from his apartment, had like a sign. So I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. So they pull, they pull over. They, they bring me inside. They're like, hey, we're looking for Carl Rivera. 
It's like 20 mobsters. Just, just a cop just walks into the spot and they all look like it was like the record scratch. <laughs> they look over. So apparently, also the cop was like very young. Okay. So he didn't know that. Right, what he was walking into. Cops don't know to walk, not walk in there. So they go, hey, uh, I'm looking for Carl Rivera. The kid, there's some random Puerto Rican kid with a cop looking for Carl Rivera. My uncle's in the back. They find my uncle. He gets me. He figures out where my grandmother is, blah, blah, blah. Some other guys come out and have to have a, a talking to to the cop. They pull the cop aside. They start da, 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 saying names and shit. So I'm, I'm young. I don't know what's going on. So all I knew is my uncle kind of, I think, ran numbers, whatever the fuck that means. I never have understood what running numbers means. It's it's gambling. It's like it's gambling. Okay. So the running numbers is technically there's different ways to do it, but technically you it's like you bet on a number and someone collects all these numbers and then it's something oh, right, right. like in the newspaper, like whatever. There's a random number that comes out in the newspaper, whether it's stock market or horse races, but it's random. It's like it might be the farmer's almanac number, some shit. And if you guess that number, you win. And then they collect the money, they take a piece and they give it to someone. Yeah, if they win. It's right. crazy. But, but no matter what happens, win. but no matter what happens, the people collecting it make money on it. Yes, of course. Right. Anyway, long story long. I find out my uncle is Ding related dong. to a uncle Ding Dong is related to a famous boardwalk empire famous. Like apparently keep going. My grandmother had uh, an affair or whatever you call it with a famous mom. I think he was married. She has my uncle. Don't say the name, but it's one of the the ones you would know. So you, you I mean? can't just start throwing out names. Don't please don't. I don't know how far I'm supposed to do this. Okay. So apparently, I guess he went to jail and then he got deported. Okay. So my grandmother's left to raise this kid alone. She gives it to her mother because she was too young, blah, blah, blah. He's known in the world as the kid and has apparently always been looked after. Because Uncle, he's Uncle Ding Dong. Uncle Ding Dong. Was always known as the kid, and he the was kid. looked after because of this. And even till he was older, he was looked so, after. I mean, I, I went to his apartment recently. It was nothing grand, but the pictures on his wall were fucking amazing. Who do you think he has pictures with? Because he has them. Does he have the picture of Tony Soprano standing next to the horse that Paulie had on in his? No, apartment? he doesn't. He doesn't have that one. Okay. But he was directly under whoever the Tony Soprano was of Westchester. Got it. Pictures of him on the wall. Pictures of Sinatra and Dean Martin. With them? With the kid. Oh, did you get any? Because I know you'd like one. Wouldn't you like to have one of those? I, 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 he gave me some stuff, but no, he, I got to go. His son is here. I got to go to the house this week and figure it all out. So I'm blown away, bro. Like, I'm blown away by the person who this is. So apparently in the 80s, as a story of my uncle going to some restaurant and getting into a little trouble and Gotti comes in and goes, what the fuck are you doing? That's the kid. And they're like, that's the kid. That's the kid. And he's known as the kid. So he's half Sicilian. Cause I always wondered why my Irish uncle had like this crazy. And I was like, Oh, he hangs out with a lot of Italians. He sounds Italian. You know what I mean? Right. And then here's here's the part I cannot confirm, but his name changes from the kid to Ding Dong. 
this is fucked up and I I don't know if I should be saying this but ding dong is the last noise you hear is your doorbell ringing and I'm like whoa hold up you know what I don't need to know anymore I don't need to know anymore and they're like nah that, that was ding dong so like I don't even I mean I'm sure this is so old Sife, this is like finding out that someone's like, oh, yeah, I got my uncle Murr. Oh, why, why is he called Murr? I don't know. His nickname's just Murr. And then I was like, you didn't know? His name's Uncle Murr. Murderer. Yeah, He's nah, a murderer. Nah, 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 man. Uncle Bro, Ding sounds so nice. Sounds so beautiful, man. He's my Uncle Ding forever. So when I, the last time I saw him, it's like, hey, your uncle's doing really bad. So I go see him. He had an oxygen tank. And then I sat with him for hours, bro. And all the pictures on the wall. He's telling me stories. I was I was with this girl, with this dame. And uh, she, hey, she took her to Sinatra. And the Rickles was fucking with me. Da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Crazy. If you should have recorded that whole thing for one app. I didn't know. So then this is the sad part. He was in the hospital recently. And he wasn't doing well. And my mom was about to fly up. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fly up. We got to go see Uncle Carl. I was like, okay. And um, the doctor says, oh, it's not as bad as we thought. It's really bad, but he probably has six months. Bro, that was like two weeks ago. Oh. Rest in peace, Uncle Ding. You said there was a part you had to leave out, but I'd understand why. Who the dad is. Who, that part. Okay. Yeah. Who I can't say it. I'm scared. <laughs> Right. Okay. So listen, everyone's guessing in their head, but they yeah, yeah, guess and, and guess and don't don't at me. Yeah, right, right. Don't at no. Do not respond in comments. Adding and, no. Yeah, but just I, the only thing I can say is from Boardwalk Empire, like one of the like oh shit, oh shit, which is nuts. So, but yeah, man. So you know, rest in peace, man. Um, rest in peace, Uncle Ding. Yeah, I don't like. I really. <sighs> not really close to either side of my family. It's like kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of sad. And everybody's, everybody's dying. This is a, this is a sad one. Up. Yeah. What happened? It started out really, I thought pretty upbeat. I heard like last night, Kwali did a doom song and he said, I guess it was doom's birthday recently. Yeah, it was doom. And birthday. I saw you post biz Marquee. biz anniversary. And then um, this comic, I don't know if you ever heard of Jack Knight. I heard about it. He died. About yeah, this. Billy, Billy, where you at? Billy was very upset about it. So if you didn't know him, I knew him. I knew him pretty well. We had the same manager for a while. So that's how I like really knew him. People seem leveled by this, though. This is really bad, man. He was only 28, I think. Yeah, what he was happened, 28. Billy? I'm not sure what happened. I made a I made like a like a I cut up a bunch of clips. I was going to send it to Pete just so you could hear something for people who don't know who he is. Yeah, man, he was like a dope dope comic he was like i don't know how to how you describe him billy like very progressive very yeah, young yeah and like for his age was incredible. and would say things that were like beyond his time yeah. yeah but in a funny young way yeah where you would be like like i just sent you a, it's, a like link, a, Pete. it's like a um it's like a member of odd future that did stand up yeah he said he said embrace being weird first of all the youngest person to ever get past it the comedy store because he was bothering Chappelle in the window and he wasn't allowed in the club unless he was performing. He had to wait outside. I met him when he was 22 and yeah, probably me too. He got to write on big mouth and blackish mm-hmm, and he was yeah. a voice on big mouth. One time I seen him at um, Montreal just for last comedy festival. And I don't know how this came up. He's like, yo, I just bought a Tesla. 
And I was like, wow, that's dope. Congrats, Jack. That's fine. He goes, yeah, I just walked in there, you know, because I got this check for something he did writing. I got a $250,000 check. I was like, wow, that's fucking incredible, bro. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, we'll put it aside. You never know when the next check is coming. Maybe a down payment on a house. He's like, yo, I bought a Tesla. <laughs> and I um, go, oh, that's dope. He goes, yeah, I just went in there with my, yo, you know, they don't take debit card at Tesla. <laughs> I was like, what the, what the fuck did you just say to me? Yo, you know, you can't just go in there with a debit card. I go, no, I didn't so know funny. that. He goes, I got, I told him, I got, I showed him my bank statement. I showed him the check. I got the money in there. Why can't you take it out of my debit card? I was <laughs> like, so funny. I don't know why, but it does sound wrong, Jack. I don't, it, does, it doesn't feel like <laughs> yeah. you can do that. I remember in, I think it was like 2018, he did my show Better Days. And he was one of those guys where like, if he wasn't doing well and he was bombing, he wasn't going to try and fix it. He was going to double and triple, yeah, yeah. quadruple down. And my cousin and my sister came to the show because they liked Big Mouth. And he's bombing. And he goes, does anybody know that I'm on fucking Big Mouth? Do you guys give a shit? And my sister and cousin go, yeah. And he goes, I don't give a shit about you, crackers. <laughs> and they were so horrified. They did not <laughs> like him anymore. He gets off stage. And I go, yo, that was my sister and my cousin. And he went, oh, that makes it even fucking better. <laughs> yeah. And he went on a white rant for like 10 minutes. Like he just said things to like make you more uncomfortable. Let's uh, here. Let's play a little clip of what Billy June just sent me. I call white women swans, you know, because they're white and majestic and people get upset when I chase them through parks. <laughs> this is what I do. I get a whole bunch of white girl breadcrumbs like Taylor Swift albums. <laughs> animal cruelty petitions and I put them in a little clump and I go and hide in a bush and wait for a whole flock of y'all to come. Wait. Oh, I can't like watch you run. Run, Marissa. Run. Be a mini Cooper, a yards and some shit. You dropping people magazines and shit. Like, where you going? Where you going? Stop. This is crazy. They really put a whole set in this building. I do shows here all the fucking time. I did coke here. I did, right back there, I did coke. First time I ever did coke, and I, I think last time, I don't know, my feelings, are right, they waver. <laughs> I never really did coke like that before. I didn't know what it does. I don't know if you ever done coke, but what it does is like, it unlocks a piece of you that you never knew you wanted to unlock. It makes you want to achieve a goal you never knew you wanted to achieve. It makes you try and reach out and be a better person that you never knew you. This is a very long setup for me to say that I made out with a nigga in the bathroom. <laughs> What? And boy, let me let me tell you, man. I don't know if y'all ever been a man and made out with another man when you're not a homosexual, but that shit is gay. <laughs> that shit like gay. very you know, nigga. It's a whole man's face on your face. <laughs> Just right here, nigga kissing you. Gay. Gay. And you know, men are strong. They be trying to grab you and be more competitive and this shit. I grabbed this nigga in the ass. Like, nigga, square up, bro. What's going on, bro? Check up, nigga. If we hooping, we hooping. I'm a hooper, dog. It could be. It could be. But yeah, very different. Very, oh, very man. different. Oh, man. I when I hear about people, when I really hear about someone because they died, it sucks. And he has, uh, if anyone's listening, or everyone that's listening, Bust Down's an incredible show. Pause with Sam J is an incredible show. He has a bunch of Comedy Central and Netflix specials out. And 
for like hip hop nerds, there's this podcast that I love that Saifa met one of the hosts. I'm trying to get you guys on there called All Fantasy Everything, where they draft fantasy drafts about not sports related things. Mm-hmm. And he did one rappers with little or young in their name. And it's one of like the funniest podcast episodes. Well, rest in peace to Jack Knight. Thank you, Billy June. That was helpful and depressing. Sorry. You guys have really brought down this episode. I got to tell listen, you. This is what you remember, is. hold on. You remember we switched the name to one up is life. Well, you, why did we do that? Because there was too much death happening. Yeah. And guess what? It's back. Now it's my turn. I have a couple of things on my mind that I need to get to as well. All right. Two things. One, Cypher, you must watch the Brian Wilson documentary. Brian Wilson. That is Beach Boys? Correct. Okay. Bruh. I mean, listen, I'm a Beach Boys fan. You know, I, I discovered Pet Sounds when I was in like, you know, like, like in around 2000. I guess I was around when I read people being like, this album, Pet Sounds, one of the best albums ever made. And I was like, Beach Boys, let me yeah. see. Yeah. That's around when I discovered it. And then I... I listened like, yo, what the fuck is this? And then I started hearing the stories about like Brian Wilson was really crazy when he made the album and he was doing things no one ever done. So this doc, Brian Wilson's still alive and he's still playing. Yeah. But there was these middle years when shit got really weird. He had drug problems. He disappeared. At one point, he was under the control of like a guy who said he was a therapist. Like he's had many weird phases you learn about in it and then in that crazy way that life is fucking crazy his two brothers both died and he's the only one living and it's like he would have been the last one his brothers were dennis and carl i believe well they were were all beach boys they were brothers they were all beach boys oh but he was the writer he did so like they, they cut these interviews of them when they're like 22 and he's the one who's you know they're like well our brother writes all the songs yeah you know I didn't really know the order of their shit. They had like seven number ones by the time he was 22. And when he did Pet Sounds, that was after an album. Pet Sounds is is the album. Okay, it's the masterpiece. And it's like, Saif, the reason you'll love it. It's a nerdy producers album because like they interview producers in the movie. They interview Springsteen. They interview Elton John. And hearing people talk about like the way he made music, how weird it was stylistically. Yeah. They say that he's the first person to ever treat a studio like an instrument, the way he was paramixing shit and he would record. They said on, I think it was good vibrations. They said he did in four different studios, the same song, different parts in different studios to get different feels. Right. So like, it's just so there's these different levels to which it's the movie's amazing. Number one, the, the way that he made music is so crazy. Number two, I'm just always I, I'm always interested in like the best. And he's yeah. regarded as by people who are the best. He's yeah, regarded as the best. Check it out. You're going to. Yeah, I've, I've always heard little things about. um, uh, What's his name? Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always hear little things about like him and like studio stuff and first to try this. But I never like I never there's nothing Beach Boys that ever grabbed me. You got to you got to if if you can, the next time you have to drive to wherever, you got like yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. Just every start. Day. Just start about every day to the comedy okay. every single day. <laughs> Take a break from a podcast or whatever. Lately, I've been on TikTok in the car. Go ahead. <sighs> 
take a break from TikTok. (laughs) Yes. And just hit play on track one on Pet Sounds and just like let it go and follow the journey he goes on. It's really so basically they when they came out, he was already making like weird. He was already kind of weird and interesting, but his brothers were like, dude, let's make songs about surfing girls and cars. That's that's where the money is. And I like that. Those guys. And then and then shit like this came out. So he started just like being like, all right, let's go with the commercial shit. This is this works. And now is this regarded as his like some masterpiece shit? That no. These are okay. these are these are just his hits. Like these right. were just he was cranking out hits. But they but they explain there are ways that in which he did music differently. That's what that, that's what I'm saying. Like, is there something about that that yeah, it's just a commercial hit that we hear in fucking popsicle commercials. Right. But is there something the way he made it that's so ill? They don't I mean? they don't really focus on the making of those early records. They focus on the making of pet sounds. So then they blow the fuck up. They get yeah. crazy big. Yeah. He gets paranoid. He starts having like weird. Um, he starts hearing things and getting crazy. Yeah. And decides to go home and he, he, he gets married. He's like 22. He's married. He's living in L.A. They're from L.A. And he just like goes into his new rich life. And quietly is by himself. And that's when he starts writing Pet Sounds. Mm. And so he writes Pet Sounds by himself alone and then brings his brothers back. And is like, yo, here's the next shit we're doing. Are they older or younger? I think they were younger. I, wonder if, yeah, I think he's crazy. the oldest. And of course, they had an abusive, crazy father. What? They, they have audio. They have audio from sessions. That's why I hate my dad for dying, man, because he didn't get to abuse me enough so I could be successful. That's, you know. <laughs> fucking bullshit, man. Come on, man. I, and by the way, I really think that if he had lived Sife, I truly think he would have been abusive enough to make you successful. I gotta I gotta start punching my son in the chest. Yeah, so he has stories later of being like, my dad would just say, and no, you gotta make it about you gotta always tell him he's not good enough. If he's like, Hey daddy, look what I drew at school, to grab it and tear it up and go, This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I've always heard I've heard Quest Love talk about Brian Wilson. Um, and then I've heard people compare like Brian Wilson to Prince and like the way that they did studio shit and made like sounds and all that. He did things like he would sing on the baseline instead of the this. He, instead of the one, he was on the two. He was right. like, everything he did was on some weird shit. Yeah. This producer they interview in the movie is like, yo, I've been doing this for 40 years. I still don't understand what this guy was doing. Really? He's like that. He's like, I don't understand. And it's funny. He was responsible for um, he was responsible for that girl getting killed. Who? What's her name? Cheryl Tate. Was it Cheryl Tate? Yeah, Charlie well, Manson. What, he was responsible. How? Is that, that's not in the doc. I don't think it's in the doc. I mean, I fell asleep. The Charlie Manson minute. part is not in the doc. No. Fuck. Apparently, Charles Manson was trying to be a singer or whatever. And uh, what is this note in the chat? I don't Sharon know Tate. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Apparently, Charles, Charles Manson was trying to be a singer. Annoyed the fuck out of Brian Wilson. Got him to like play him a demo and try to work with him or whatever. And then Brian Wilson was like, this guy is fucking weird and annoying and not good. And it's Dennis, not Brian. Oh, Dennis. According to Emilio. That was Dennis. Uh, Brian's better. So Brian, <laughs> Brian, uh, but it was one of the beach boys. So where, 
Cheryl Tate and Roman Pulaski lived was was formerly right Dennis Wilson. Dennis is Wilson's house. Oh. So he went there looking for uh, Dennis or one of the Beach Boys, and he didn't believe that he wasn't there. So they went to go kill him, but they ended up killing. Uh, what's her name? Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. Oh, no. Cheryl Tate was killed, too. Wait. So you're saying that the character <laughs> in the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. It, oh, that's it's in the movie. Essentially, that's supposed to be Dennis Wilson. Who? The guy who's in the house who they try to come kill, although they switch it in the movie. No, and- no. Dennis, Dennis Wilson moved out. He sold the house to Roman Polanski. Oh, he's, he's gone. gone. So they're, has showing, nothing- they're showing up to the house thinking it's Dennis Wilson's house. Yeah. Charlie Manson wanted to kill Dennis Wilson for playing him. Wow. But he, Charles Manson didn't go himself. He sent the fucking whack job. Well, okay, by the way, now it makes sense why it wasn't in this movie because this is a Brian Wilson movie. So they didn't, they talked about Dennis, but they didn't. But go that got to be in there. Well, listen. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. And then they went on to make their songs like um, Operation Lockdown, <laughs> Let the Brains Blow. Yo, I, yo there's, this, there's so many clips of Method Man on Math Hoffle podcasts on TikTok that just keep circulating. They are fucking so funny. He goes, I didn't know that was rock. I didn't know that was rock. I didn't know Sean P was rock. I didn't know that was rock. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> he goes, yo, this guy Sean P is killing it. He goes, I didn't know that was rock. Until the, I mean, he didn't know until Sean P was Sean P. Like later. Yeah. Like when he, right. he, man, he realized he goes, oh, that's the dude from fucking Helter Skelter, Rock and Rock. Uh, that's hilarious. By the way, it was two real different lifetimes. I understand how that could happen. Now, the other thing I wanted to get to, Saif, I want to read you something. Oh. And, and you tell me if this sounds like something nice that should make me feel good or not. This is uh, this is uh, t- in today's New York Post. Wait, can I send a quick shout out to all the girlfriends and wives listening that have no idea what's fucking going on? I just want to shout you out, baby girl. Oh, no, what, know- about, what if there are husbands that don't know? Fine. Any spouse or partner that's listening to this in the car because the the main fan wants to listen. I want to say I hear you. I see you. I love you. And don't worry, it gets better. Go on. Before we get to the very end of the show, I just want to let you all know the Patreon's smoking out here. So it's podcast every week, full episodes. We are on it. And this week. We're going to have to figure out what to do because we got some guests this week that we may have to put on a regular episode. We'll, we'll have to figure it out. Okay. The point is go to patreon.com slash one up is life. That's right. Also video every week now. So subscribe to our YouTube. Oh, yes. Oh, subscribe yes. To YouTube. Thank you, Billy. What is the Billy? What's the YouTube? Is it one up, one is, up life? is life? Are you sure? Yes, I'm very <laughs> sure. YouTube.com. <laughs> if I go to youtube.com slash one up is life, it'll come up. While Peter's checking that out, don't forget August 1st, Cypher Sounds nope. recording a stand-up <laughs> comedy album at the Village Underground. Come check me out August 1st, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Billy June, I just tried. I said I said no. Yeah, you are wrong. But if you go, if you search on YouTube, Juan Epis Life, it's the first thing that pops up. But here's right, my what's question. the name of it? Yeah, but what can you go into the account and fix that? All you gotta do is change it. Yeah. What is it now? I, I don't know. I'm like, just curious. Yeah, when you go to the channel site, you can't. It doesn't have any name. It looks like, and like I don't think we have a, a link, a proper thing. Can you? That would help, Billy June. I'm working on it right now. Working on it. All right, so go search for Juan Epp's life. Hey, look, we gained some subscribers this week. Thank what you. you 
Um, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a worthwhile thing for you. And shout out to the uh, new squad we got working here, our buddy Emilio Sparks. If you're wondering why Saif and I sounded like we were doing the same podcast last week, <laughs> it's because of Emilio's great work and then our amazing social clips last week from Jabari. So shout out to the squad. All right, Saif, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Again, you can stop me whenever you need to if you okay. have uh, questions. Okay. okay? Interesting. So that, you're going to need to be stopped. Okay. Having now given his name and voice to endorse and promote a gambling operation targeting young suckers, Peter Rosenberg, panelist on Michael K's ESPN Radio New York show, has completed the triple crown for adults with no scruples. Ooh. This is the same writer from last week with the ratings? No, no, um, no. Same paper, though. Oh, same paper. Okay. He represents the most desensitized, no upside industries in America. Ah. Oh. Number one, designed to lose sports gambling. I just like to add, I've never heard it described that way prior. I, I think it's just sports. You endorse a gambling company? Yes. I okay, do. Which, Fanduel.com. Use the Fanduel. promo code com. Peter or, or promo code Rosenberg. I do it on both stations, Phil. I don't know if you know okay. that. I have two different promo codes. Okay. Peter and Rosenberg. Both. Either nice. one. One supports ESPN, one supports Hot 97. Whatever okay. you want. Fanduel. Fanduel. Big fan. Number two. This is, this is special. Corrosive, violent, unprintably vulgar, N-wording, women-abusing, <laughs> cop-hating, blood-in-the-streets rap music on oh. his FM show on which he's proudly heard as obligatorily lewd. How did we do all this and you're just bringing this up? I'm this not done. is crazy. I'm not done. Okay. Of course, he has run from all challenges to repeat the lyrics he otherwise champions while on K's show as he abrogates the courage of his convictions in the face of forced uh, civilized uh, question question yeah you tell me to jump in with questions yeah i don't know what that means either is that what you're gonna ask abrogate i don't know abrogate i want to start using Billy, it but Billy I June, can meaning. you look up abrogate i need the meaning well i'm trying to listen to this guy insult me i need to know what he means what, what does abrogate mean abrogate he abrogates the courage of his convictions abrogate a-B-R-O-G-A-T-E. To repeal or do away with or evade as a responsibility or duty. So I evade the courage of my convictions in the face of forced civilized discretion. I still don't. Mm. Uh, we'll get back to it. Yeah. And number three, he's a payroll employee of the sleaziest, drug infested and often deadliest, quote, family entertainment in TV history. <laughs> Vince McMahon and wife Linda McMahon's WWE. Rosenberg is now regularly seen and heard as a shill in a pro wrestling series produced by the WWE for a &E. What is happening here? Currently. This guy is taking out Hot 97, ESPN, WWE, FanDuel, just to hate on you. Currently, Rosenberg has not found the time to address an expose by the Wall Street Journal that accused Vince McMahon of paying more than $12 million to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct towards four female employees. Same silence on two accused pedophiles in McMahon's employ and on his watch. They're both deceased, but Rosenberg knows who they were, as does everyone within WWE. 
here's a here's a hint. I don't know what you're talking about. You fucking know. You're a big dog over at WWE. It's it's Vince McMahon. It's (laughs) um, H, the guy who married Vince McMahon's daughter, Triple H, and Peter Rosenberg. We know what's up. Lastly, he says, but at 42, such is Rosenberg's sense of broadcast professionalism. And on the air, he likes to take shots at others. And he's very, very sensitive to criticism. Well, at least I got that part right. (laughs) (laughs) I said at least he got that part right. (laughs) That part he nailed. Likes to take shots and is very sensitive. This guy is spot on. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If that was what you started with, you would have had me. Yeah, you got you had me at hello, motherfucker. (laughs) So I don't know. I was this guy. I'm considering, Sife, whether this part, when he says that I am silent on accused pedophiles, I'm curious if that's libelous. That feels close to libel because I have no clue what the fuck he's talking about. That, that, that's what, a um, terrible what, thing to accuse someone. Where, what is this for? What okay, happened? So, so this guy, Phil Mushnick, has been writing shit like this in the, yeah. Is that face you're making G? You no, it's, a, G it's a, just a, a funny name. Yeah, well, he's definitely a self-hating Jew, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. This guy has been writing stuff attacking WWE for like 35 years. Like if you yeah. go back and look in the history of WWE, whenever they went through like big public things, the, the big articles that are referenced of them being like dragged were always by this guy. Like he has he's had it out for them. For 35 years, he hates the violence. He hates what wrestling is. He hates wow. it. He hates it. He hates it. Then over the last 20 years, he's gotten very into hating rap in any way. So I represent everything oh, yeah, that he hates. Pinnacle. The thing that really bothers me, though, <laughs> is that it's honestly, it's not the stuff about me. Like, I get it. it this actually doesn't offend me. Like, I'm offended when people that I think should like me don't like me. I get why this guy hates me. He's a piece of shit and he, and he hates, I get it. I, I, there's all these things. There's reasons to hate me. Okay. Here's what bothers me. Corrosive, violent, unprintably vulgar, N-wording women. First of all, N-wording is a verb he made up. That's not a verb. Shut I like that. You I, that's a that. good word, a good verb. So here's what bothers me. He thinks he is like really smart and he's making this big, bold point of if you really stand behind the lyrics you support, why won't you read them on the air during the Michael K show? <laughs> that is so profoundly stupid. Who does that? Argue. Okay, so hold on real quick. Quentin Tarantino is, is a, as a horrible person because he wouldn't be able to take the script from Pulp Fiction and read it on broadcast television? Well, why would who would want that? Who's asking for that? Read Who's that. asking for you on a sports program? Sure. To read rap lyrics. Because that are you avoiding that? I'm, that abrog- you're avoiding? I'm abrogating it. <laughs> That's what I'm abrogating. I think what I've never been at a spot and they'd be like, hey, you can work here, but you gotta read rap lyrics. It's it's so so here's the two parts that are so stupid. Number one, that he thinks that proves anything. But like I would be unwilling to read the lyrics, most presumably because I won't say the N word, 
which I won't. So there we are at the crux of what makes this guy a fucking moron. I never see him write about racism in any way. Like I, I don't yeah. ever see him attacking people for being racist towards black folks in any way. He doesn't write about that. Yeah. All he writes about is black people using the N word. He that's like his number one quest, this pretending to be offended by the N word being used, but he's not offended by racists using it or he certainly right. doesn't ever write about that. Right. He right. only wants to tell black people to not use this word. And like I once emailed him and I was like, do you understand how stupid this is? I was like, you're a 70 year old white man. You don't get to tell black people what they should do with the N word. That is not your fucking call. Like what? How do you not understand that? And he thinks that's the bold proclamation. He proves his point because I'm unwilling to get on the radio and repeat the N-word. It's so dumb. And he's had this typewriter. He's been able to write these fucking stories for 40 years. And who, been going is on. he like, is he award-winning writer or something? Oh, or? No, no. He's just the, he's the pinnacle of New York Post, like their ethos. Like he's like he represents the conservative mad at rap, mad at, at sex on TV. Oh, my God. His favorite topic is screaming about like the NFL having Snoop Dogg on the Super Bowl. Like oh, he so was. Like that. Okay, yeah, got oh, it. he thinks he still describes Snoop Dogg in terms that you would have tried to describe him in in 1994. Right. Like he acts as if the last 30 years hasn't happened. Right. And he's just he's, like, he was he's accused of trial for murder. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. 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 Like he doesn't mention like, no, he's actually by, by the, by society. Snoop is considered like a treasure. He's a part. Yeah. He's Americana. Everyone yeah. loves him. Yes. He, he ignores that. So I, I, I was thinking about like going full funk flex on this, on the radio. And my, my dad has talked to me off. Think uh, talked to me off doing that. Why? My dad doesn't think the guy's worth it because he's such a fucking nothing at this point. Like no one reads his shit. It only, I wanted to read it here because I knew it would be of interest to our people. Yeah. But like he's not reaching anyone. But I, but the way I looked at it also on the flip side was, you know, me and Flex had a talk last week. Si. I heard. Yeah. Me and Flex had a great talk. And I, about? I went I went to him for advice about the ratings thing. Remember, I said I was oh, going to. Yeah. And I was like, yo, man. But the, and, the ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. And I was explaining the situation, setting up the lay of the land and just getting his advice. And a lot of his advice was about not going back after the, you know, my competition, but going at other people that create noise, like creating noise in other ways, as opposed to promoting the person you're going up against. Right. Um, but the problem is the hard part about his advice is, is you know me better that like, I don't really do well to, to Phil Mushnick's great point about me. I don't do great with the criticism when it comes back. And by the way, we have, you got to be able to take it back. That's the problem. That's the hard part. That's the but hard that's, part. But that's why, that's why Mushnick's an appealing guy to go after because he already tears me down him as a practice, as a practice. Room. <laughs> no, he is a good practice one though. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to play me. that game. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, you got to be willing to take what comes, though. That's the problem with this with this whole shit. I know. I, that's why I, I'd like to pick people that are safe. You got there's no such they can't. Right? They, anybody can find out some shit. Right. Anybody can be dangerous. 
Yeah. See, I don't know. Did you hear Flex go off on Pete the other day? No, I I was just about to ask you. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think you should go off on Munchkin. No, no, no. Mush, Mushnick. Yeah, Mushnick. Um, but then he's going to go after your dad. He's going to go after your uh, fiance. He's going to go after your divorce. What do you call a divorce person? Uh, the the uh, uh, ex. Uh, there's no better term. I don't think so. The divorce say, no, yeah, no, like he's in sports. He's going to drag her into some shit. Then you got to hear from her, which I don't know if you want to do. You know what I mean? So those are all the things you got to play with. You got to think about those things. Listen, Pete Rock thought he was just making a comment on Instagram about Funk Flex. And the next thing he knows, <laughs> he's catching three so good. hours. So what's the what's the latest with the Flex, Griselda? We, oh, we got a rap. We got a rap here, but no. We have to wrap. We have I to. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I well, might have to tune into Patreon this week to get more. I, got, I know, but we got to wrap now. I don't I mean, listen to the radio. I got to know what's happening. You you can find it on YouTube, but but yeah, Flex. I, the Conway thing seems to have quieted. I, I think we're right. Flex has already said a thing about yo Conway. Let's get a song done in the next week. So by the way, that's all. That's really going to annoy me. But I'm like, wow, Flex got a song done with Conway after just ripping him. Why can't I get a song done with Conway? I've never done anything of the sort. I told you, Flex don't play around. Nope. I don't know the whole thing, but I just saw Instagram where he started saying Pete Rock was a snitch. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he told the whole story. He told the whole story about the, being in Europe and, and Pete Rock supposedly calling the cops on CL Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells the whole, st- according to Flex, I'm not quoting this is true. He says Pete went to the precinct. Oh, he, he what did, but what did I tell you? I said right now when we were recording last week's episode, I don't remember if it was regular or Patreon. I said right now, Flex is on the phone with a hundred people finding any piece of information that he needs. Now, I thought it was going to be about Conway. Turn, I don't know how it switched to Pete Rock, but that guy doesn't play. No, not everybody's a yapper. If you call me, I'm not going to yap. I don't yap. You call me, hey, I need to know some shit about Flex. No, he's my mentor. I love him to death. I'm not saying nothing. Have a great day. I'm not a value to a person looking for for um, ammunition and dirt. Yeah. But there are people who love to yap. And Flex finds them. He finds them. And he gets a piece here, a piece there. Starts piecing it all together. You come up on one thing and it's like fucking avalanche. I was trying to find a clip, but we should go. Emilio has a Yankee game to get to. Billy June has to throw garbage on his floor. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to get more from the one podcast, go to Patreon, sign up for patreon.com slash one up is life and go search for the one up is life. YouTube channel. Billy June, do you figure out how to change the name of the channel yet? No. (laughs) Is there any way? And I don't want you to take any disrespect towards in any way. I'm also very focused on listening and watching you guys record. I of course, like of course. when you said do it right now, I thought you meant like the minute that we're done recording. Oh, I don't this this new guy, Emilio Sparks. Yeah. Is he maybe some kind of YouTube expert that could maybe change his name? Does he know that kind of stuff? Emilio, you could get that done, I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't stand you guys. <laughs> Billy, you're being a pretty good sport considering. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Emilio's answer is like, yeah, it's two clicks. 
it's you just, it's it's just you log in and then you go to click here and then the, the, the longest part would be typing the words j u a n space <laughs> e b space no space no space you can't do space you ever oh, seen a link okay even better even faster <laughs> Guys, we, we love you all. We'll see you on Patreon later this week. Big Thank guests God. coming up. Big shit happening. Make sure you subscribe to all the social channels, too, and check out everything we're doing. And uh, that's it. We love you.